Okay, welcome back to Judgment, everybody. The ultimate movie ranking podcast. Rankin took the G out of it. Um, Rankin Bass. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. Um, Lord of the Rings. Franklin and Bash. Um, not my favorite. Uh, you know what? I was going to say is it anyone's, but I guarantee there's a couple douchebags out there who love that show. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> as you probably guessed, this is Andrew with the Judgment Podcast. I already mentioned all this. Um, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Corey. Corey, how's it going? Tis me. Yes. And just me. Yes. And just, Yes. <laughs> You, got, you, you guys asked it. for it. Your favorite episode. We're back. Just the two of us. <laughs> People cannot stop talking about Clear and Present Danger. They were like, finally, someone. Someone talking about a movie on a podcast where they barely talk about that movie on that podcast. <laughs> and for the subject matter, supposedly a spy in this movie <laughs> is not that. You know what? <laughs> this time, definitively a spy movie. Yeah, so... For all of our listeners out there, uh, Corey and I did uh, Snap Judgment not too long ago. We're still in our James Bond season. And uh, let's just say I googled spy movies and Clear and Present Danger came up. And I said, well, I haven't seen it. Corey didn't see it. And we've quickly realized while watching it that this is absolutely not a spy movie. Nope. At all. <laughs> a political thriller. And that's, <laughs> that's really the only thing you call it. And, and really stretching the thriller part. <laughs> really <laughs> stretch that out. <laughs> Uh, but I can honestly say no one was more uh, pissed at that than Blaine was. So, <laughs> And it probably didn't help that we spent 30 minutes of that one talking about the movie Elvis. We <laughs> talked about Elvis um, a lot. Yep, yep, talked yep. about Elvis a lot. Um, so yeah, so Blaine, uh, Blaine, to say the least, was pissed at us. Very, and, very much so. And you know what? Thank you, audience, for not being upset that we were discussing a movie that came out probably a full year behind us talking about it <laughs> yeah yeah by the way <laughs> anywho we film these whenever we want to and yes we do film them you can uh, pay extra for that yeah yes Corey and i wear no clothing and so <laughs> well, the only thing i'm they... wearing right now is a dog strapped to my to my uh belly what would you oh. call this it's like a bjorn what it's like a would doggy you... bjorn <laughs> Corey pointed to his penis and said, what do you call this? Um, <laughs> I I was speaking to a doctor for a full hour asking me what what that was. <laughs> you have an experience with that? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, just to let people know. Um, where are we? Okay, yeah, so Blaine's mad. <laughs> Blaine's very mad at that episode. And uh, this time I said, you know what, Corey? I'm taking the responsibility off of me. Blaine threw things at me last time, so this time you got to choose the movie. So indeed, indeed, and I wanted something funny. I wanted a parody movie, uh, but we couldn't find any good popular parody movies that we hadn't already seen. So yeah. I sent Andrew a list of non-parody movies as well as a little gem that I snuck in there that I don't even remember how I came across. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I saw it, I said, "Well, I've never heard of this." Um, and there's probably good reason for that. Yeah, there's probably yeah. good reason that this came out in 1977 and no one ever talked about it again. But nope. we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, today we're doing number one of the Secret Service mm-hmm. from 1977. Indeed. Uh, the same year that The Spy Who Loved Me came out. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? So we're knee deep in Bond. Perhaps our favorite Bond. Yeah, 
Perhaps. So far. So far. I mean, we still got a few to go, yeah. but so far, I think Spy Who Loved Me is right up there. Uh, well, with all that being said, we're going to be covering that movie tonight, and uh, Blaine would want us to get to it right away and not mm. chit-chat, you know, in between. But, Corey, i got to ask you something. All right. Did you see House of Gucci? I have not seen House of Gucci, and will not. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. <laughs> Holy shit, Corey. <laughs> I watched House of Gucci this week. It has been in my uh, queue mm-hmm. on Amazon forever. Now, and, do you want to? Do you want me to call the police and tell them there was someone with a gun to your head? Because I'm happy to do it. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, I I can't lie. I did this. On my, I did this to myself. This is all me. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't justify for the longest time to watch a two and a half hour movie that everyone unanimously said was bad. Unanimously. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, can't talk. Uh, we we really got to stop doing edibles before we <laughs> do these snack judgments. <laughs> it's not good for anybody. Yeah, well. hey, anyway, what can, what can I say? I like gummies. Don't we all? Don't we all? Now, yours it, have a big Flintstone on the front of them, right? Uh, mine has a big uh, writing that says ecstasy. Is that mm. what it's supposed to say? Oh, different type, <laughs> different style of gummies. <laughs> I, I have just been sweating, and my heart has not stopped. Oh, they're really, they're really pulling, pulling back the Molly thread there. Like, we don't call it that anymore. We're going back, going back to the OG. <laughs> We're going back to when Andrew was in high school, and they called it ecstasy. They call it ecstasy yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, by the way, Andrew was in high school up until uh, a year ago, so now you all know. <laughs> yes, yes, Andrew is yeah. young. Oh my gosh, he's so young. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Look at this skin. Look at this. <laughs> it's so hard to see any. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> Andrew looks like a fucking science room skeleton. <laughs> I was going more like, oh, uh, like like a Wolfman kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you right now, my... and I just I have to say it. One side of your face, your beard is like all the way up to your ear and out, and the other side is pretty. It's like close to your face, and it feels like you did yeah. it on purpose. I, I can't figure it out. Corey, I'll give you one guess of which side I sleep on at night. <laughs> <laughs> if my beard can paint a picture, <laughs> uh. All right, uh, so House of Gucci. House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Okay. Father, son. Blaine House is already angry. So, <laughs> House of Gucci. Wow. Okay. So, let me paint you a picture, okay? Corey, let me paint you the picture. I remember seeing the preview to this movie, but didn't recall a whole lot else about it. And the only thing I remember from the trailer of the movie is Lady Gaga doing a horrendous accent. <laughs> And she does the sign of the cross, and it's Father, Son, House of Gucci. Yes. That's literally all I remembered. So going into it, I knew we're getting Lady Gaga doing a terrible accent. We're getting Adam Driver doing an equally terrible accent. (laughs) So that's all I really knew going into it. I knew that this was a murder and all that bullshit. Wait, hold on. You did know about the Leto. Oh, excuse me. Yes. And Jared Leto looking... Insane and doing <laughs> perhaps the worst accent of them all. I'll have to get there. I'll have to get there. So, okay. So first, 
I'm going to say, by the way, this movie is two and a half hours. It feels like eight and a half hours. It is wild. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down and watch the Temptations movie instead. (laughs) Which is actually like five hours long. Yeah. I mean, anything would probably be better than what I, I witnessed. Anyway, so we start off with Gaga, which, you know... I'm not sure why she decided to go into acting at this point in her life, but do you, babe? So, here we go. Lady Gaga, uh, she sees Adam Driver's character, who is a Gucci, and they begin this small little love affair. Uh, Okay, so here's the thing. Maybe 20 minutes into it, you get introduced to Adam Driver's father in the movie, and it's fucking Jeremy Irons. Okay? The most... British fucking man that ever walked on Earth. Celebrated. <laughs> the most British man on Earth, and from what I can tell, not doing an accent at all. <laughs> not, not even registering that he's doing an accent. Maybe in his mind he thought he was, but he sounds like a British person the entire time. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so n- nothing going on. Nothing going on. Can't tell you what his character's drive, motivation's about, except that He doesn't like Lady Gaga because she's poor. That's all I got from him. So, uh, at that point, there's like a, again, I'm going to say at least a 20-minute sex scene where Adam Driver is having sex with Lady Gaga on a table. And, uh, ferociously is a good word, I guess. It's it's wild shit. So, and I can't stress this enough. Everybody's accent is the wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. So now, yeah. does Lady Gaga is she nude in that scene? Oh no, no. Interesting. This is also she, a bummer. This she movie. was just like randomly nude in her documentary. I don't know if you saw that. Very. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh no. Oddly enough, of all people, you would have thought, yeah, she would have done that. Um, but good for her. But Adam Driver. He does the my favorite thing when guys have sex in a movie where they just like pull their dick through their uh, underwear hole and have sex. He basically does that. It's very strange. Um, so yeah, it feels like a 20-minute sex scene. Okay, so Jeremy Irons surprised me. Was not expecting him to be in this movie. And then Al Pacino shows up. Now, I did know he was in this. I did know Al was in this. I had... When he showed up, I was like, oh, God, are you fucking kidding me? Al Pacino shows up. Once again, accent, bananas. <laughs> Gucci. It, it was. I, have, I don't really have it. <laughs> it might as well. It might as well have been that. Uh, and Al Pacino looks in bad shape, just in general. Al Pacino's not in a good place at this time in his life. No. Uh, so in the meantime, we meet Jared Leto, who is doing... A fucking Super Mario impression, I guess. One thousand percent, from what I've it seen. Is. Yeah. And his character is in a different movie. He's not in this movie. He thinks he's doing something else. I think he channeled little John Malkovich from the movie Rounders. You ever seen that movie? Never. It's about uh, <laughs> it's about poker. And John. Malkovich, I know the Damon's in it. Damon and happens. Norton's in it, but John Malkovich plays a Russian mobster. Who's doing a bit of an accent like this? The whole movie. That that sounded like Jared Leto. I thought I turned the movie back on. You should watch it. That, it's uh, for Johnny for Johnny Malk alone. <laughs> it's not good. In fact, there's a great oh. story Matt Damon tells about how he's pointedly saying, 
I'm not a very good actor while he's doing this. He's making okay. a choice, and it's the wrong choice. Oh, well, then he and Jared Leto should work together, because this was insane. And I cannot tell you why Jared Leto was cast in this role. There, For someone that looks like Jared Leto, this is not the part for you. They could have found somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like he okay. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay. Then, the biggest surprise of all. Selma Hayek shows up. Selma Hayek is in this movie. <laughs> and I, I... I don't think I knew that. <laughs> oh, I mean, nor did I. <laughs> She's in this movie. And again, for what reason? I can't tell you. <laughs> she seemed like the part she played was way above what she should be playing. <laughs> like, I mean... Or, excuse me, way below what she should be playing. And I can't tell if she, her character is supposed to be Italian or Spanish... Because, once again, no accent on Hayek. Not even trying. Just her normal speaking voice. So, yeah. This movie is fucking insane. And at the same time, so boring. Nothing interesting at all is happening. No, why would it? What, what, yeah. what, inter- what, what is there of interest? Some people would have thought maybe something cool would happen. Al Pacino and Jared Leto think they're in a buddy cop movie, I think, at certain points. They try and be funny, and it, of course it's not, but they try. Uh, Al Pacino is slapstick the entire fucking time. It's very weird. Weird. Uh, someone absolutely whispered in Lady Gaga's ear, like, I think you could win an Oscar for this. Oh, she... God. <laughs> Which, wow. Just hideous performance. <laughs> but. Wow. I mean, hey. Yeah. That's not very gay of you. You know what? You're right. I'm going to say something even less gay. I didn't like Star is Born at all. I didn't, I didn't really like it either. I don't, think I, I, mean, I don't think I liked anything she's ever done. It's a bummer no, to say. No, but. no. I mean, that's the only two I can think of, and I think we should stop there. There's like cause... a video that goes around of her singing the Deep End song at a table read, and everyone's just like hushed and like losing their... I was like, okay. Oh, God. I, I don't really get it. I don't get what the uh, uh, panache part of this is, but all right. Uh, She can sing, yes. We shouldn't be shocked by any of this. Uh, But I know you can't wait for that fucking Joker musical that they're going to do together. Like, I just... I don't... And and can you even imagine what her take on that accent's going to be? Oh, can't wait. Gotta tell you. Corey, it's got to be similar to this, I'm sure, because it's a Brooklyn accent. I mean, it's it's something. <laughs> I don't know. What did I say? Uh, best? Nope you <laughs> you said uh, the best take of this. I don't want this. <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> Who? I don't there's... want another Joaquin Phoenix Joker. No, we got it. How we, terrible! We, that's that's all we need. You you did a, you you had a take on it. I don't want a sequel to that. Uh, it's a movie no. I don't I don't want to watch again. Did I like it? Uh, kinda, I guess. There were parts of it, Ugh. but I don't I don't need anything else from him from that for that. <laughs> Let me t- okay. So, you know, side story. Blaine, forgive us. Um, side story. Blaine, don't forgive us. <laughs> no, at this point, who cares? So. <laughs> Uh, he's probably not gonna let us release this anyway. But anyway, <laughs> this one. <won't it. laughs> 
I people I worked with, I remember saw that movie and I was like, oh, how was it? I had no interest because it was like, I don't know if I need another Joker movie. I don't know what else you can do with this. So I was like, oh, how'd it go? And everybody was like, it's like disturbing. It's like the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. And I was like, huh. I mean, okay. When I finally saw it, which was not in the theater, I was like, okay, this this is literally a disturbing movie for someone who's never seen a disturbing movie. No. <laughs> you want to see a disturbing movie, go, go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That shit That's is disturbing fucking movie. disturbing. Go watch uh, any... Uh, Fucking, uh, what is the name of that movie? Pink Flamingo. Leprechaun. Go watch Pink what? Flamingo. <laughs> don't, tell me. Tell me that's not the most disturbing shit. Um, John Waters. Anything from John Waters, actually. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what is disturbing? Sure. I read how much the the, the actor for, who played Leatherface made for that movie. Oh, was Eight, it $1.50? No, it was like $800. That's all he made. That's a fucking shame. That is a <laughs> shame. That is a shame. <laughs> That's yeah. all that guy made. I mean, although, now that you mention it, I can't imagine anybody got a good paycheck out of that movie. No, I mean, I'm sure not. But to be yeah. to go up in the pantheon of one of the most iconic villains of all time. Yeah, yeah. Or at least most iconic figure in a horror movie. 800 bucks. <laughs> That's all he had to, it's fucking all he had sad. to show for. <laughs> Pretty sad. Yeah. Oh, okay. So to end yeah. this Gucci <laughs> conversation, the whole time... I, Again, this movie is fucking terrible. And not even fun. Uh, there's like a 20-minute scene where Lady Gaga's character discovers they're making bootleg Gucci handbags. And a big deal is made out of it. And it kind of ends with Al Pacino going, ah, well, who cares? And you think, oh, this is going to come back. This is going to bite them in the ass later on in this movie. Never comes back. <laughs> Never comes back. <laughs> Don't even mention it again. Wasted 20 minutes on it, not, never mentioned it again. Uh, but the whole time I'm thinking, okay, well, obviously this was like a first-time director who couldn't get control of these actors and their fucking insane performances <laughs> and <laughs> and didn't know how to like create a story correctly. I was like, oh, I get it. You know, that happens with first-time directors. It makes sense. At the end of the movie... It shows, you know, the captions of what happened to everybody. You know, so-and-so went to jail, all that bullshit. As soon as that's done, it pops up, directed by Ridley Scott. And I almost lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I, I, I forgot he did. He's the director. <laughs> Completely forgot. When... <laughs> that sucks. Oh, man. I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> We have come a long way, sir. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> man, man. I That was probably the most shocking thing for me, is seeing he directed it. I was like, wow. So did you show up at all? Because <laughs> it really feels like no one was there. <laughs> That's a bummer. Oh, it was a bummer. A huge bummer. <laughs> yeah. So, Hasaguchi, don't suggest it. <laughs> I certainly won't. I never have, never will. I don't want to watch it. I remember it was like popping up in, in the theaters pre-pandemic, right? Like, I don't even know when this came out, but I remember trailers from a while ago. And If you'd have told me it came out in 2018, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and But there were like trailers and there was billboards all around. And I was like, 
They can't even make the billboard look interesting. <laughs> what the? I mean, and it was. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a a murder story and a upset wife. Uh, well, that's the oh, thing. I, I don't. I I was gonna ask you. I was like, is what's the intrigue? Is there like thievery, murder? Oh, I'm some sort of thing. <laughs> I think they thought a lot of things, but <laughs> it wasn't there. Mm. It's uh, shitty rich people who one gets killed and that's the movie <laughs> is it do we spoil it is it jared later is the one who gets killed oh i wish i, I thought wish it was it's not, it's not him. no oh, no bummer. and the more i think about it his character was actually pretty damn useless in this movie <laughs> if he hadn't been included i think everybody would have been okay it was just wow. yeah and yeah well spoiler alert because you do see it in the first scene uh, Adam Driver gets killed. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Didn't know that. That's okay. I mean... So he gets killed while fucking? No, 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 no. It... Gone Girl style. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have... You said first scene. Okay, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Back. I should I should have painted this picture better. He gets killed in the first scene, and then we cut to one of these two or ten years earlier kind of thing. Got it. And the rest of the movie plays out. <laughs> you know, Ridley Scott. He's they a really spoiled who the who the killer was. So it's like, it's Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> anyway, it, it there's no character in the movie that you're just like, oh, I really like them. I hope it turns out well. No, everybody's pretty terrible. And by the end of the movie, you don't really care if Adam Driver's dead or... You know, anything happens. So it it was a wild ride. And when the idea that it was done by Tony or Ridley Scott was just wow, Man. wow, it's a huge rumor. You want to hear something even sadder? What? It came out in twenty twenty one. Okay. So it feels like it was five years ago, but so then yeah, I think I saw trailers for it probably before the pandemic started. Like I don't know, maybe or maybe as of who knows. Who knows? Yeah, who, who cares? I don't remember. Who it's cares all, so what? You know what? Honestly, past three years, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, Corey. Who gives a shit? Um, and to Ridley Scott, uh, wishing you all the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please. By the way. Please, please sign if you need help. <laughs> who is in control of your contracts? Who, who made you do this? I guess it makes sense, because the whole time I'm like, why would someone let this be almost a three-hour movie? Like, there's so much you could have cut. And I guess when you're Ridley Scott, you can make as long a movie as you fucking want. Well, that's how it felt like about, like, everyone's talking about, you have to watch The Irishman. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, Jesus. I just don't want to. (laughs) Here, here, let me help you out. You don't have to watch The Irishman. I don't want to, I'm not going to. It's too long, and it's too long for me to not care this much about. I, I, it, there's a murder, right? Is it about a murder? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big one. It's Jimmy Hoffa's murder, but okay. okay. Yeah. I, I tell you, I've not looked into it at all. But but Corey, in all fairness, I don't think they killed Jimmy Hoffa until like hour three of the movie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Who plays Jimmy Hoffa? Is it De Niro or is it? Hoffman. Let's swing back or around. It's Hoffman Al Pacino. It's Al Pacino. Okay, great, great. And once again, unhinged, just unhinged Al Pacino. 
yeah, I The Irishman, way too long, not good. <laughs> not good. I, oh, but by, by the way, I think we should probably mention Corey. If anyone hears explosions in the background, we're not uh, in, um, on a battlefield. You don't know yeah. when, when we're taping this. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't date us. Yep. And speaking of can't date us, I want to talk about a movie I saw. The I am so <laughs> so down. Yeah, Blake, um, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there, Blake. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Um, I watched a, a a little gem called I Believe in Santa. Um, now let me tell you. I don't usually watch too many Christmas movies. I watch some. We like Christmas movies here in my household. My dog is going crazy. I'm just letting you know. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, well, next to the explosions going outside, <laughs> I wouldn't understand why. I'm just going to let him do his thing. Uh, yeah, so, let him do his thing. God, you know, he, he, got, he got all the way out of his harness. That's impressive. Wow. I don't even know how he, how he did that. He's... It's fully By out. the way, I'm not cutting any of this. This all has to stand. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah. so the movie is so I Believe in Santa. So fuck me, Santa? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. We watch it, and um, and we're just like, you know what? Let's just put on, just put on some uh, some romantic holiday bullshit. And uh, <laughs> we we put it on, and we're introduced to kind of a good looking guy who is uh, of. I would say uh, Indian descent, uh, India, India being the country. Uh, good looking guy, and we're like, okay. What is this movie called again? I believe in Santa, and uh, and uh, we're like, oh, okay. it came out in twenty twenty two. It's like this must be the romantic lead, and we're like, great. Uh, then we're introduced to the romantic female lead, who is, you know, one of those actors who's been in a lot of stuff, but nothing really major, and. All of a sudden, the meet-cute happens with this considerably less attractive white guy. And uh, we slowly realize that, no, this guy is a romantic lead. And this is the gayest man that has ever been on screen. I think, I mean, this man is gayer than gay porn. This man is gayer than Johnny Weir doing the gayest things he's ever done. <laughs> gayer than the new League of Their Own. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and it turns out the the guy that we thought was the romantic lead is his best friend, and is gay. <laughs> is is gay in the show, and the movie is about how this woman doesn't like Christmas, and this man fucking believes in Santa Claus, and uh, it is a whole movie of just dreadful, <laughs> dreadful acting. Some of the worst written lines I've ever seen, or and, heard, or heard, and then mm-hmm. they're like. They obviously have a big conflict and breakup, but when they get back together, it is like some of the. Now, (laughs) I just read I just read the synopsis to this movie. So, this this gentleman it looks like John Ducey played Tom. Uh, He believes in Santa Claus. He does. He truly he truly does. And he plays an adult in the movie. He plays plays an adult, full grown adult. Okay. Uh, not a Forrest Gump situation, full mental capacity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a oh, lawyer. Okay. <laughs> With the law school. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Doesn't matter what well, age. Well, you know, House of Gucci's looking better. Um... <laughs> now. Okay. What, did you want to finish your synopsis? <laughs> well... No, I, I I think I got the gist. So, uh, this is a gross. So this lady, 
Who is, is love? In love. She's love lorn. <laughs> she she uh she can't find love. Thinks she meets the perfect guy. And they spend oh. the whole first uh <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> they spend the whole uh first I can I just want to tell the audience, Corey is doing some masterwork with his dog right now. <laughs> Putting it into a pouch. It? How dare you? Excuse me. This she. Is a boy. This is a boy. Oh, well, yeah. you know, you don't know how she identifies. Um, <laughs> Ginger's construct, we all know this. She, yeah, she told me. Um, <laughs> Back in. Okay, so there's this lady falls in love with this lawyer. Adult man, no mental deficiency whatsoever. No. And uh, he still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> Truly does. Uh, no, and no, no hyperbole. He believes he's real. There, I have a thousand and one questions that need to be asked. So I'm going to try and get through it without being murdered. So <laughs> <laughs> at any point in time, is anyone like, you know, I probably shouldn't date this weirdo. And I never yeah. uh-huh. Oh, good. Good. A couple times. Couple times. All right. The first time she comes over and he's decorated his whole apartment with the most insane amount of Christmas decorations, like Christmas trains all around, a few trees, snow stuff everywhere, and I shit you not, even a little room for photo shoots, Christmas photo shoots. <laughs> and he does. Okay, so he does not reveal to her yet that he believes in Santa. His roommate, who is the gay best friend, does know. And, uh, and is, uh, you know, and is still holding on to it too. Yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll get to it because that part is crazy, but yes, that's your, ask your next question. Uh huh. Uh, okay. So, um, wow. Uh, so is the acting stellar? Uh, it's not stellar. It is in fact, some of the worst. I can't believe that. I just honestly can't believe it. And honestly, it made me go, who the fuck is this dude? How did he get to be the lead on this picture? Oh, he's the writer of this picture. So he got it greenlit to be to be made, and he got to be the lead. Now. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't he? Corey, I'm what a looking fun... at this gentleman's. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. Corey, <laughs> this... This motherfucker here, <laughs> Mr. John Ducey, not just only wrote this movie. <laughs> One, two, three. This asshole <laughs> has written four <laughs> Christmas movies yeah. in the year 2022. Yeah, yeah. Two of them four got... Christmas movies. <laughs> he, got, he got two greenlit for HBO Max, so someone's drinking the Kool-Aid over there. God damn. <laughs> Okay, Steve, what's his name? John Ducey. John Ducey. <laughs> John Ducey, who you fucking? Who yeah. you fucking, John? Because, I, you know what? Stellar December you had, bud, and I don't know if you're ever going to get that back. <laughs> never going to. Well, never I mean, listen, it sounds like the best movie you've ever seen, Corey, and this 4.4 <laughs> stars out of 10 from IMDb really is selling so, it. So they have this really emotional scene where the the lead is like, she's like, I just can't be with him. What am I going to do? I, I love him, but I can't be with him. So she goes to the roommate, and the roommate's like, yeah, I knew. But you know what? He supported me when no one supported me because I'm, I was Muslim. So if he needs to believe in that, then I think that's okay with me. I'm wait, like, you can't wait. do this. You can't do this. <laughs> wait, what? Like he, he, he was... Like- 
he was belittled and and prejudiced because he's Muslim, which is a true thing that happens, of course. No, no, I'm not making fun of that. (laughs) I am making fun of the fact that he compared that horrific real life prejudice to a man living in Santa Claus. (laughs) Well, and it probably (laughs) it probably doesn't help the argument at all that. The whitest man I've ever seen wrote this movie. That's uh-huh. also very uh-huh. So he wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Well, it's, y- uh, you know. I couldn't stop talking about it um, to anyone who wanted to hear. Yeah. Is that, now, does that mean you should watch it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe crack a couple of beers or, you know, if you're in the holiday spirit, some brandy eggnogs and, you know, have a little fun. Yeah. But. You know. In the middle of July, crack you open some brandy eggnogs. <laughs> Just watch you this, uh, from what I hear from Corey, amazing Christmas movie. <laughs> In a world where Christmas movies are already going to be bad. Yeah. This was exceptionally bad. There was a Lindsay Lohan movie that came out that was... Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> a million times better than this movie. And it was awful. That's that says a lot. That says That's a lot. the bar. Oh my god. Well, since you brought her up, uh, a friend of ours got me a cameo this year for Christmas. From Lindsay uh, Lohan? No, no, but <laughs> here's the story. <laughs> the link they sent me was not working, but I didn't know that. So I clicked the link to see the cameo, and it takes you to what I did not realize was an advertising video. And the person on the advertising video was Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> and she was like, oh, hey, Merry Christmas. And I was like, why would they get me a Lindsay Lohan cameo? And it just made me laugh out loud. So, <laughs> You know what? For the guy who you can't buy gifts for, get yeah. a Lindsay Lohan cameo. <laughs> it's only $10. <laughs> get one. <laughs> But you know, people are probably requesting the shit out of a Lindsay Lohan video. You know, she's imagine. she's making her she's she's you know she's on her come up her own. How? She's on her own kind of come up right now. She's on her kind of come up right now. Yeah, All you know right. what? I was distracted. My dog <laughs> smashed okay. his face into my sternum. <laughs> well, you know, you can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, like, can't help it. <laughs> I'm sweating everywhere. He's he's making me lose my mind. But I knew this would happen, and that's okay. Well, that's all right. Again, I no mean, one knows what day this is. They can. Uh, there's no context clues. <laughs> nope. We will never tell. We will never tell. If um, you hear an explosion outside, I don't know what to tell you. Now, if you hear the Star Spangled Banner, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm going to tilt my camera down so you can see a little bit of this chaos. Um, all right. Have you? Oh, that's your. Are you a, all right. <laughs> are you a fan of the of the Witcher television series? I watched a good portion of the first season and haven't gone back to it. Not because it's bad. I just haven't had a chance to go back to it. And so at they, this point, I don't really remember what the first half is about. That's okay. So yeah. they put out a uh, a prequel series called The Witcher Blood Origins. Um, okay. About the elvish world before the... Um, I can't remember what they call it, the, the, the sphere conundrum or whatever. Yeah. And um, there is a, the lead fighter in this revolution is a bard. And okay, I have not heard anyone else talking about this, so I just want to bring it up. 
Why not? Some Why of not? the worst songs I've ever heard. Wait, wait, wait. The, they sing in this? Yeah, there's bards in the show, the original show and in this show. Like they do full-on songs. They wrote, like, they wrote songs specifically about, like, battles and stories, and they play lute-esque, <sighs> lute-esque instruments. And you're talking about The Witcher? I'm talking about I'm The really, Witcher. I'm really contemplating if I saw the show or not now. <laughs> um, the first season definitely has a bard in it that's very popular amongst the fans. All right. Good for them. And so, they, 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 he's a part of the, the, the prequel, and that the story is being recounted to him so that he can tell the story through his music. But they had to put a bard in the story. And it made me so mad because I was like, she doesn't have to be a bard. She could just be a warrior because that's basically all she is. And then she sings these horrible songs that take me all the way out of this show. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't care who's singing. It probably would have taken me all the way out of the show. <laughs> oh, no rhyme scheme, no melody, just boring. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and they're, they're making you like all the L's listener kind of going <gasps> <laughs> the best song has been written <laughs> no not at all wow no. wow well uh, fuck that if I yeah. say so myself it's fresh and, in my mind of just a real bummer and listen I couldn't go back to the Witcher I was too busy watching House of Gucci so <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching it for like three months straight it felt like it. It really felt like it. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it it pales in comparison to this ever more interesting IMDb page of this John Ducey fellow. <laughs> I I I hope he doesn't get work again. Wait, <laughs> I also, Corey, Corey, I hope he does. I does mean, he, he have like a courtroom scene in this movie? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I'm sure there is a. There, okay, and his IMDb, he has a demo reel, and the demo reel is him, it looks like, arguing in a courtroom, which I'm sure is terrible. He is a lawyer, so I, there must have been a lawyer scene in there, some sort of arbitration. Oh my god. Hey, uh, what's his name? John Ducey. Feel free to write in. Let us know. And he's not, like, he's not very good looking. He's He's... No, he's not at all. He's got a real like like smushed face. He did something in 1999 called uh, "Oh Grow Up." <laughs> oh, the show, the movie was called "Oh Grow Up." Oh, grow up. Oh, hey, John. Grow up, John. You can't write four Christmas movies for in one year. Grow up. Well, I'll and... sure tell the show. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't uh, well, be you done. Well, you know what? <laughs> I yeah. hope he saved. All the money he got. <laughs> Hope he saved it. Well, God bless him. We wish him all the best. And <laughs> yeah, you know what? I <laughs> it's, it's stunning. You know what? And the fact yeah. the fact of the matter is that Netflix and HBO promote these movies above all of the other Christmas movies for the whole week. So <laughs> not only did he get them greenlit and put on the two top streaming platforms in the world right now. Uh huh. Arguably, I guess Amazon. Arguably, you could argue Amazon. Um, uh-huh. They he somehow like put them on everyone's for you page, if that's what it's called. Oh no! So well, I think uh, Netflix knows better than to suggest a Christmas movie to me. <laughs> it was um, a real Christmas bummer. For me. Oh well, what a, what a tragedy. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, 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 I longed, so I longed for the, the for the the great writing of Love Actually after that. The wonderful, wonderful I mean, writing. I was like, I was like, never has a movie made made this movie look better than it does tonight. Hold on, Corey. I'm trying to book a cameo from John Ducey for you. Oh, does he have cameo? Great. <laughs> No, I don't know yet, but I'm definitely going to look. So, uh, while we do that, um, Blaine has now at least uh, texted us or uh, come to one of our homes and is banging on our door. So, All right. So, I guess that means I we, guess should we should talk about this movie. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. And John Ducey does not oh, have a cameo. Sad. Fucking tragedy is what well, I say. Just get on his social media and tell him, this is the thing you need to do next because... I think he may be done in Hollywood. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to send me a cameo, if you could get Jeremy Irons to do his Italian accent. <laughs> that was like the saddest ever. If anybody wants to send me a cameo, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not, you said, not the... You said it. <laughs> not the depressive. <laughs> hey, guys, if you would like to send me one... <laughs> I'm not asking. <laughs> just like those guys. But if you're just... Anybody want to come meet me, you know, just hold my hand, kiss me. And then like three months later, you're like, I'll let you pee on me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Blaine hates us. Blaine yeah. absolutely hates us. Jill right. is 100% not listening to this, but Blaine. No. No. <laughs> Let's talk about number one of the Secret Service. Well, if we have to, I guess we can. All right, so this is the IMDb overview of this movie. 1977. There we are. We'll talk about the rest in a second. I just wanted to start here because it's already got a problem. (laughs) I love it. All right, so number one is Fearless, Irresistible, and Licensed to Kill. Number one is assigned to capture a madman who is killing international financiers. Financiers? Hmm. Before getting the bad guy, number one encounters mercenaries from the evil organization Crash. Killing, raping, arson, slaughter, and mayhem. A little a little, little, little editorializing by IMDB because that's not what Crash stands for. We're gonna save we're gonna save it because we're gonna get to it because okay. I love what Crash stands for. <laughs> they are eighty percent correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I can't wait for you to tell me what I'm missing. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so this is a 1977 movie. This is an imitation James Bond movie starring Nikki Henson as our secret agent number mm-hmm. one. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, the world famous Nikki Henson, right? Nikki Henson, who kind of looks like a discount Aaron Eckhart. Do you know Aaron Eckhart? Yes, he does he look like discount like, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Not like, That's a good not, pull. Not bad looking, but a little something's not quite right as well. <laughs> I mean, okay. But man can pull off some tight pants. Uh, the tightest pants. I mean, Love that, some that I've pants. ever seen. It's not that he's and, and, and let me let me let me clarify. It's not that he's bad looking. It's just that he looks like a lot of people and also not like a lot of people. So, so I guess that's good. He's in he's an individual. 
What a compliment. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> you know, all right. Uh, well, you know, if he didn't die in 2019, he'd be upset about this. And no, I'm not on his IMDb just looking at random things. So, <laughs> uh, so this movie was... Oh, and by the way, he couldn't get away with just being called number one. No, this man's name oh, is no. Tra- this man's name is Charles Bind because it's kind of it's gonna be kind of close to James. Which Bond. to all to all the writers out there, <laughs> we can collectively do better. Okay? Charles Bind. <laughs> At first, I read it. I read it before I watched it. And I was like, they named him Bind. What a weird. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's not any better. When they no. said Bind, I was like, okay, Bind. I guess. Yeah. Either way, really, really cheap writing. <laughs> really yeah. cheap stuff. So, but listen, if you're trying to make money off the Bond franchise, I guess you want to try and get as close as you can. So this movie was directed by Lindsay Shontef. Mm-hmm. And yeah. his wife produced it, Elizabeth Gray. Sorry, I was reading that he also goes by the name Howard Craig. Which, oh. uh Maybe he doesn't want his name oh, on this movie. Oh, Howard! Yeah. So, Lindsay. Uh, you know, one of my favorite Lindsays next to Buckingham and Lady G. And Lady... What is it? The Gaga? No, Lady G. Lindsay... Lindsay... Uh, well, I forget. Lindsay Graham. Lo- oh. <laughs> I thought of every Lindsay except him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Good old, as, as everybody should. Good old strawberries himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Just some little strawberries. <laughs> some little strawberries. Uh, we'll let the audience Google all of this. You can Google it however you want. Uh, so, before we get started, I want to mention our top four players, just because one of them is very interesting. <laughs> so, Just Nikki one, Hen- huh? Well, Nikki Henson, of course, playing Charles Bind. Mm-hmm. We have... Richard Todd playing our villain, Arthur Loveday. Mm-hmm. Amy McDonald playing... Uh, the, a uh, character. Uh, she's someone... She's a, she's, she's a spy who, you know, a thing happens to her a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And Jeffrey Keen playing Rockwell, who is our M character. Yes. Now, <laughs> audience, if you recognize this character, you're in... <laughs> you're in good company because yeah. because you know what guys if you <laughs> if you recognize this character you are people who can see i mean so this same self-same year he played the minister of defense and the spy who loved me and went on to play the same role in every every For subsequent roger Moore. <laughs> oh he was also in uh, the Living oh, Daylights. Seen, seen the Daylights, yeah. So, and man was I, double dipping, for sure. Oh my god. And can I just say, out of everyone in this movie, no one, absolutely no one, looked as miserable to be there than <laughs> no. he did. <laughs> Why did he do this? I really hope he got the biggest paycheck ever, because... I hope so, man. He they got, was miserable yeah. looking. <laughs> I mean, he played a, I guess, an okay... Uh, M type character, sure, <laughs> serviceable. I'll say he played a okay M type character in someone's shitty office in London. Yeah. 
Oh man. I mean, as replica Bond movies go, you've seen uh you've seen one. Uh you and Blaine watched what did, what was I don't even know what it was called. <laughs> This was uh, the Matt Helm movies, which was the Silencers. Yeah. Right, the Silencers, yes. Um, it was uh, uh, more of a Connery-type Bond ripoff. Uh, not good. We came to the conclusion it was not good, but it was okay. It was entertaining. Uh, this movie, on the other hand, <laughs> if here's what's weird about this movie. Tell me if you agree. This movie either cost a million dollars to make or twenty dollars to make, and I, mean, I can't tell. I a can't dog tell. shit budget, especially the uh, the scenes in the square. Oh yeah, my god! And it that was, was a student film. Yeah, I was gonna say this is filmed on the first camcorder that ever came out. Um. Uh, wild, wild. <laughs> So this movie had a working title of 008 of the Secret Service, oh, which boy. is a bold <laughs> thing to do, and I'm very glad they didn't go through with it. But, so it was okay. released in theaters, I assume, presumably this was in some sort of theater, as number one of the Secret Service. It was released on VHS under the title Her Majesty's Top Gun, which would have been a that's good title. Not, yeah, that's not bad. I no. like that better. Which obviously well predates the movie Top Gun. Probably doesn't predate the, the Top Gun Academy. I, I but wasn't who even cares? thinking about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was so I, I'll a little backstory because may as well. This director he co-wrote and directed a movie called Licensed to Kill. Oh, which man. predates okay. this as a separate James Bond imitation parody exploitation Whoa. movie. And he, uh, he just really wanted to, he just really wanted to make these movies, apparently. And the character in that movie was called Charles Vine. Get the, are you fucking serious? <laughs> no. I mean, this is legit. And uh, he, I, there was a, apparently a character in, this, in that movie called Charles Bind. And they just brought that name into this movie as that character. So we're just keeping that go- This guy has done so many fucking... So there's Spy also ripoff movies. Yeah, there's a sequel to this movie that they made, uh, and it was it's called uh, Carry On Spying, I think. Of course, oh, of course. No, no, that was one of the that was a separate movie that he made. What was the sequel of this movie called? Uh, it was called An Orchid for Number One. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Oh no! But then it was actually <laughs> changed to oh. the title. The title was called License to Love and Kill. So there you oh, go. Holy fuck. There's a okay. whole lot of wait, there's wait, a wait. mishmash going on for this movie. Okay, so not let's let's get everybody confused. They're licensed to kill yes, with a D, came with out a in 1965. Uh the IMDB title for this movie is the second best secret agent in the whole wide world. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. This guy made a fucking career trying to do a James Bond movie. And 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 landed on just doing the most ridiculous bullshit James Bond movie. Because this is not parodying Sean Connery. This movie is parodying Roger Moore, for sure. I, it's gotta be. 
it's oh, gotta be I think that they, I think they basically say they're parodying Roger Moore, and it makes sense with the time there had already been three Roger Moore movies released. <laughs> yeah, true so, that. Or well, two out. I guess it's the same year as Spy Who Loved Me. Yep, one was coming out the same year. Uh, so, and God, that's. I mean, you think they're trying to? Uh, what would be the purpose of doing one of these? If I mean, I don't know if. Uh, here's the thing: the tone of this movie, I can't tell if they're like, "Look, this is a spoof," or if they're like, "We need to make our own James Bond movie." It's a spoof, and it just okay. Because as long as that's what it is, I'm okay with it. <laughs> as 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 offensive as most of this movie is, oh. I did laugh out loud a couple times. <laughs> I did too, but I'm wondering if it's for reasons that we were supposed to laugh out. <laughs> I think I think I hope so. <laughs> I have... really do. <laughs> oh, There's man. a shaving scene that uh, that's coming up. One that... I laughed out loud at. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that character when he dies made me laugh out loud. <laughs> That was also great. <laughs> let's just let's just get into it. Go right, into so, it, and I can't imagine we're gonna spend a whole lot of time in this movie. No. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we start with, I mean, before anything happens, there's our our lead character does a backflip into the screen, and starts shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and then, listen, it's not often that you get to see the entire movie in the credit scene. We get a full movie montage. <laughs> To to a song called "Giving It Plenty," which was a kind of a jam. <laughs> uh, well, they certainly got their money's worth out of this song. <laughs> when you play it every, I want to say oh, seven minutes man. in this movie. <laughs> anytime, any, and it started to feel like a Shaft song because anytime he would do anything, it was just like that. Bam, 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 bam. Oh yeah, a go. real hard guitar come in, a solo come in, and then goes right to the lyrics. Back to it. <laughs> Giving it plenty of airtime. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, so we get our next thing, and this was particularly a little confusing, but we get kind of like this this character with a mustache goes into the square and and kind of does like a demagogue town crier sort of situation. Yeah. Evangelist preacher, whatever he, he's 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 a spouting. You know, so the truths so- about people. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's not that Corey didn't watch this movie, but it is hard to explain what is going on at any point in time. Yeah, he's like, uh, I guess, introducing characters that are to be murdered. It yeah. seems like a big thing to do if you're a villain of a movie, but okay. It's, it's a vanity thing, and he basically says later on that it's a vanity thing. He does it just so he can proclaim the deaths of these people that, or foretell that they're going to die because he's the one killing them. Because yeah. this man is a disguised, is our disguised villain. Our villain, Arthur Loveday. Yeah. Uh, it just likes to put on a mustache and shabby clothes and go... And sunglasses. Yeah, be a rabble rouser in the square. <laughs> and what did his uh, what did his uh, sign say? It was like I don't know. I didn't. Know. I didn't. It write was that like one. love something. You know what I wrote down though was the first joke is that oh. he goes, "What's the most powerful thing in the world?" And someone just goes, "Bo." <laughs> <laughs> which, which feels like an authentic audience reaction that because was so that was like okay the tone of this movie got it <laughs> yeah got got where we're going and also i think we would be remiss if we said everyone in this park or the square 
are not actors nor extras. These are just people I think that wandered up yeah. to see why there's a camera. I think that's what was going on. So he he proves that he is obviously not a not a you know a homeless man. He gets into a car and drives away to a camp full of mercenaries. Yeah, who are uh, odd mercenaries to say the least. And they represent a, a a group called Crash. Now we we took this off. Yep. Cra- Crash stands for it's an acronym, just like Smirsh or Spectre. Yes. Uh, it was called this... something in uh, the Silencers too, but who <laughs> certainly who didn't retain that who knowledge? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who who cares? Uh, it stands for killing, raping, arson, slaughter, and hits. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> IMDb right. said mayhem. Nope, it's hits. It's hits. It's hits. That's right. It's hits. They couldn't think of a better H word. And I think we got to really said, swing back around to the writing of this movie. I loved it. Fuck. Hits. And hits. So it's it is our villain Arthur Loveday walking around with the leader of the Smirsh Smirsh hey, of the Crash one. Crew. Hey, homicide! <laughs> homicide! Great! <laughs> yeah. Perfect! Yeah, didn't need oh. a table read to figure that one out. We, I was going to say I was going to say hats, hats, <laughs> horticulture, uh, heroin. You know, fits. Hey, you, you know. It was 77. We're slinging that shit. <laughs> homicide. Of course, homicide. <laughs> uh, although, yeah. although they had killing at the top, so that would have been a, a oh, redundancy. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, a hit is a homicide. So <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of hits as like assassination. I was oh, just no, thinking of no, punches. No. Like just hits. Just music hits? <laughs> we yeah, are. That's it. We are great. We got David uh, Geffen in the studio churning out those hits. Hits. Um, so, so the next scene is a large man in an eye patch just crunching away the bones of this other guy. That's another thing. A lot of hand stomping, crushing, the very big focus on hands in this movie. I want to meet the Foley artist for this scene because... That didn't sound like bones at all. That sounded like, I don't know what that sounded like. It sounded like tubes that were crinkling. Uh, it sounded like when you step on leaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, and he did it a lot. Oh, I think yeah, he broke this a... man's neck four times. <laughs> he just you know, kept cranking it. Again, if you'd have told me that they ran into a Foley artist and said, hey, we need bone crushing. All right, I'll give you a three-second clip of it. <laughs> Keep reasoning it. It'll, yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you'll ever need. <laughs> For the rest of your time. <laughs> so Yeah, so, so crushed, I mean, spent a good portion of this scene crushing this man's arm and hand. Nothing else, really. Oh, he broke his neck. He did break his neck. He broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, it's, it's, it's top three for me. Okay. Uh, but it is a I man. I mean, it's top three for movies in general, probably. <laughs> it's, it's a man with shaving cream all over his face and a cigar. Just mm-hmm. kind of just kind of shooting the breeze. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, the first <laughs> thought that came to my head was when I saw the two gentlemen, I said, you know, if he shoots the shaving cream off this fa- his face, this is going to make this a great movie. 
<laughs> and I'll be goddamned. <laughs> goddamned, that's exactly what he did. It took him a lot of bullets because it was a full face of shaving cream. But yeah. our man started turning to profile to make sure that he could hit every bit of his face. Had to get the mustache. Had to get and, all of that. And what a great scene. So stupid. He turns to face his his shaver, we'll call him. Yeah. And uh, gets shot through the, the cigar into his head. Yeah. And uh, this turned out to be his fucking brother. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, that's right. The crash leader says, like, my favorite line of the movie, he's like, his ability of the gun is mastered only by his treachery. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make me laugh out loud because the delivery of that line was so flat. <laughs> now, Corey, I only have a sister, and you have three brothers. You think one of them shot you? Um, you know, no, I'm, no. uh, I'm, I'm generally the favorite of everyone. No, I would disagree, but continue on with <laughs> I, you know what? I can think of two <laughs> of the three. I got two oh, in mind. Yikes. Big yikes. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, this man, what did we, what did he end up? He, he actually has a name. Mm-hmm. He He's like, I wish I could remember his fucking name. He calls himself like the the barber, the shaver, or something like that. Later on, the clean yeah, shaved, what? the clean shaved kid, or something like that. God, I you know I I wish I could remember. <laughs> Hold on, then, let's see. We got Crash Leader, uh, who did not age well from his IMDb picture. Uh, well, God damn it, he. <laughs> Oh God, stormy weather. We got to get to her. Oh, it's we the. We got to get to stormy weather. <laughs> oh yes, uh, he did go by clean shave kid. I nailed it. Great. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, then we get introduced to Charles Bind, who is mm-hmm. driving in a pretty fun car. I, can't, I couldn't tell you what it was, but it's a pretty neat looking <laughs> car. No, I couldn't even begin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so to preface this. Becca is watching in and out of this movie, and she mm-hmm. seems to come. <laughs> yeah. That's what that guy looks like now. Uh, yeah. She seems to only want to come in on the worst possible like moments, and usually Charles Bind is doing them. Oh yeah, uh, so the sexual assaults. And uh-huh. the, uh, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. So we introduce Charles Bind uh, walking up behind uh, a money penny s character and uh, <sighs> reaching all the way up her skirt. To I was gonna that. say I. He might have touched her butthole. I couldn't, you know, it was pretty bad. It was bad. unbelievably, what an introduction to this character. Yeah. And uh, Becca wanted to punch him in the nuts immediately. I get it. And I said, I get it. I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Not a, not, not a great way to introduce our hero. No, no. Uh, but again, uh, I think we can blame the, the movie staff for that as well. Yeah. Uh, give, and- uh, give Bond credit. He never walked up on Money Penny like that. No, no. It's his. It's an unspoken thing with Money Penny, except when it's not. <laughs> sometimes he. Sometimes he says exactly what he wants to do. Boy, never, never was there a more complete sentence. <laughs> uh, you know, he never does it with Money Penny, except when he doesn't. <laughs> um, so the thing about Charles Bind is he does not like a Walther PPK. No, he likes he likes Magnums. And he likes he likes dual magnums. Yeah, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and so he gets caught by our would-be M, played by Jeffrey Keen. It says, open up your coat. And he's wearing two... Two, two, gun, two gun holsters with magnums in them. And he's supposed to be carrying around a smaller gun. I couldn't tell you what that gun is. Did, uh, okay, so when this scene happened and he was like, I thought he said take off your clothes. I was like, wait. Whoa, <laughs> what, what is about to happen here? And I did not realize he said coat. So Take off your clothes. <laughs> take off your clothes. I was like, wow, this is about to get interesting. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> All right. New favorite movie. <laughs> so uh, he basically gets assigned to this case of these financiers are dying. Track down who's doing it. Good. Mm-hmm. And he gets paired up with our lady spy, we'll call her, because she's... She really only does one bit of work in this old movie. <laughs> yeah, and shockingly, it seems as if she's doing it to uh, turn men on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so her name is Anna Hudson, and uh, she does a little bit of uh, she does a little bit of spying on Arthur Loveday when he does one of his little square rallies, and tracks him to his apartment, and. Uh, when he revealed when she when she brings all this to Charles Bynes' attention, man does a little fun trick. Now, I've talked about loving fun is seltzer. a very strong word for this. But all right, <laughs> I, I've talked about loving seltzer guns. I believe on this podcast, I think they're yeah. a super neat thing. I mean, uh, we all know you love them, Corey. <laughs> Mister Bind maybe loves them more than anyone I've ever seen because yeah. he uh, he does this not once, not twice. Not three times, but four times. They quadruple down on the seltzer trick. I was going to say rule of three. He does it four times. Yeah, four times. And he, he he likes to spray Anna's boobs down with seltzer. That's a fun thing he likes to do. And, you know, you're thinking, wow, that seems a little perverse. Well, don't worry. The movie production put her in a white shirt with no bra underneath. Just so that to you really sure... drive it. Yeah, you saw it every single time. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to make sure... Always white shirt, no bra underneath, and expose this woman to the world. And you know what? She never has a proper change of clothes either, so every time he does it, she's scantily clad afterwards. Absolutely. A smaller uh, pair of clothing than she had on before. Yep. So, Um, yeah. So, wild. Simply wild. Uh, There's maybe some things that happen in between. I I wrote down bulletproof walls. (laughs) Is that the same? That's in there. Yep, that's in there. Yeah, Uh, an assassin comes to shoot him, and uh, somehow an invisible bulletproof wall pops up in between him. Yeah, as it does. Now, I personally thought for a second, oh, this is like a bulletproof suit. No, no, no. It's just a full-on wall, (laughs) full-on plexiglass, or. Bulletproof plexiglass for that. That just appears. Just Just appears, appears. and when a bullet hits it, makes no impact damage whatsoever. Just ricochets back. Hey, back right into the guy who shoots it. Right into the guy. So, hey, kudos whoever makes that. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get a Q replica in this movie at all. He just has things. Yeah. They're just already there. Yeah. So, Bind goes off to meet with Love Day, and... They are cordial as fuck. The most cordial interaction between a villain and a hero I've ever seen. And Loveday tells him everything. 
I was gonna say he keeps it real simple. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I I'm doing him. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm responsible, and I'm glad you know now, so that we can have a little tete a tete. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. I killed these men. I plan on doing a lot more. <laughs> he's got like, he's got vibes of the guy from Moonraker. I can't remember his name. Uh, Drax. Drax. Thank you. He has Drax vibes. Mm-hmm. In that their first interaction was so cordial, and almost boring. <laughs> Just like. Um, and I was like, well, this is definitely vibing towards that. Um, it's, I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like their vibe. Yeah. They, ca- they kind of love each other. They do. They do. And we get to meet, uh, <laughs> albeit short, <laughs> a hinge person. Is what hinge person is actually perfect. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Bind literally hears him confess to two murders and then say, I'm going to keep doing it. And it goes, I'll catch you, <laughs> but he's but he yeah. just decides to leave. Like, fine, you could uh, you could do something right now if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't. On no. his way out, we are introduced to a hinge person of Love Days called Stormy Weather, who a- appears to be a sultry woman coming downstairs. <laughs> yep, very sultry. <laughs> and let me just say, the name Stormy Weather isn't half bad for like a Bond girl type. No, it's not half man. bad. Pretty. It does not tell the story of what's going on with what's Stormy go, Weather. What's though. actually happening with Stormy Weather. Yeah. So because, because Stormy Weather punches Bind, and then we hear a really gruff Cockney voice. We sure do. Something about, you don't want a queen, why don't you want <laughs> Now, I gotta tell you. That my, is it, yep. My TV said, Love Day said that. And they panned to him, and his voice, his mouth is not moving like, that was not supposed to be Love Day. That wasn't Love Day. <laughs> that no, was this no. person. That was Stormy Weather talking. Well, <laughs> just goes Stormy. to show <laughs> that even the closed captioning people do not care. No, and they no. don't know because Stormy Weather is a transsexual. Yeah, this is a trans person. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not good. It's not it's good. It's a bad representation of one because how he finds out is. He pulls open her dress, and there's a, a big metal bikini chastity thing. I really couldn't figure out what they were going with, but I it's mean, like, whatever. What 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 are you implying happened here that they? Yeah, what? Cut, are, what that they are cut they off the penis, to? and that this has to cover up the penis hole? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that very description. I was stumped. I was stumped. I thought it was, it's holding the dick down so it's not showing. But they said surgery. They said, like, they said, or procedure. Was it welded to this cross? That might be the procedure. Yikes. That's a big yikes. Well, Stormy Weather had breasts, too, so. You can get those. Anyone get those. Well, that's a procedure as well. So they're talking about I love that we're arguing about this as if it has... Anything that's gonna happen later on this movie. <laughs> Listen, I love Stormer Weather. I love them. However, they like to. However, they like to be addressed. Yeah. yeah. However, Kudos. you want to be addressed. You made an impact on this movie. You certainly did. And if I could be honest, I would have loved to see Stormy Weather come back and just womp <laughs> more ass. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but at the end of the day. Very insensitive. Very insensitive. <laughs> so insensitive. Um, essentially, Love Day basically invited Bind 
to follow him to the next murder, which is an Italian man. Uh, yeah. So my next note was they get on the boat, mm-hmm. which I, I think if we're following together, that's right. Which feels like the movie just stowed away on a boat that didn't tell anybody about. Yeah. Um, and we're introduced to Love Day's got two women for no reason with him. Yeah. They're called the Williams sisters, who are actually real life sisters called the Baker's sisters. It's like Susan and Jennifer Baker. So there you go. It's actually two sisters. These are the okay. most 70s women I've ever seen. The most what? 70s women. Oh, yes. Good point. They I are. mean, unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. if you needed if you needed some, like, barometer for where you were in time. <laughs> I, these women pretty much, uh, they'll do it for you. Yeah. I, I uh, forgot uh, they even existed. <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> they're pointless. They're pointless. Yeah, they're pointless. Yeah. Um, so Bind goes to get a shave on the boat because that's something you do. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it's because Loveday says you look like you need a shave. And I'm like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> hey, but I guess there's a barber on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, not just, you know, a guy that happens to be a barber. He has a full on barber shop with a sign. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but Loveday basically tells him also, he's like, and I'm going to have everyone on this boat try to kill you. But go ahead. Yeah. First thing you do, go to the barber where he mm-hmm. is razor blades <laughs> yeah first place and, to go. yeah and you know he doesn't you know he he plays a long game he actually does a good shave and then tries to assassinate <laughs> i love it he's like i'm gonna close the door i'm gonna close up shop but i'm gonna come back to shave you he's like yeah nah mr barber something's wrong yeah <laughs> i don't trust you anymore yeah let's let's not beat around the bush this man has a close sign <laughs> yeah. that he and flips around. I think they throw a, a thousand punches. At least. And by the way, the punch sound effect, every three seconds in this movie. It's 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 far too many punches. Way too many punches. Oh, and let's not also forget the fucking theme song comes back. Yeah, every time that they get into a fight, we get the Shaft theme song. Yep. Uh, it's great. Uh, so the next scene, Great. we got Seltzer Balls back. Yes, that's right. Gotta, gotta go debrief Anna and also spray her tits because that's what And we're for way too long of a time in that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time you could argue he's not looking and he uh-huh. missed the glass. You could argue, but you shouldn't because he's definitely doing it on yep. purpose. Yep. This next time, 1,000% aiming at her breasts. And then the next few times commenting on it while he's doing it yeah so <laughs> like isn't this great <laughs> isn't this great what do you think <laughs> so she has to go put a towel on while mm-hmm. some henchmen try to break in the room yeah and my guy does the most insane way to deal with them <laughs> <laughs> insane <laughs> is a really good way to put this yeah well he opens the door backs all the way out of the door so that they can shoot him uh-huh. And looks at both of them and then decides to do a backflip to the to the wall of the hallway and simultaneously shoot them with his magnets. And you know, I I suppose I shouldn't look this closely into it. Are they insinuating that he did a double double backflip or just one backflip? <laughs> I, don't I don't know because the the film actually kind of kind of stops and screws yeah. up. It's definitely there's definitely a, a bad cut here. Yes. Yep. It's really bad. 
I mean, say what you want about Charles Bynum. He likes to do backflips and he likes to twirl his guns. <laughs> Those are the things he likes. The two favorite things. <laughs> and and hosing down women's breasts with seltzer bottles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Those are his top three. Top three. The amount of flips in this movie is very interesting that's the route they decided to go <laughs> it's like and then it's like shortly after this oh no right so this sorry this scene he he also goes to run down some guy some guy <laughs> some guy <laughs> who pulls who like shoots a fencing blade out of a prosthetic hand that he has <laughs> yeah you know another gadget you just walk around with <laughs> The most bizarre thing I've ever seen since, I don't know, Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. <laughs> that <laughs> is, is pretty deep, absurd. This, this is, is a deep absurd. cut and the most absurd thing. Um, uh, probably the most absurd Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. hands down. Mm-hmm. This guy gets a swipe at Charles Bynes' shoes. Again, this looks like a fencing blade, but somehow it slices all the way through his shoe. Yep. Before he gets pushed over and killed... Uh, from like a one story fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really I, I, couldn't afford too many stuntmen on this movie. <laughs> no. Uh, and just as he's kind of surveilling the death, Love Day comes out casually. He's like, you're doing good so far. <laughs> just giving him a little progress report. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. You're uh, not but dead. basically saying more to come, more to come. <laughs> and we get my second favorite part of this movie. Which, Bind goes back to his room, and a woman who we have had no introduction to walks in, nope. and uh, I forgot to mention, I forgot, I'm so sorry, we have to mention it, when when sure. Crash when Crash is doing their little demonstration, there mm-hmm. was a moment where there were two women doing push-ups. Of course, yes, you're right. <laughs> and their breasts are fully coming out, and uh, the leader says we have to keep abreast of the women's situation and hire women in the army. Uh-huh. Anyway, yep. Maybe this woman was one of them. Perhaps. Uh, Couldn't but, tell you. Couldn't yeah. tell you. <laughs> she comes in in negligee, wordlessly, <laughs> and uh, basically comes on to bind. And they start kissing. And she decides to bite his lips. And he goes, oh, you're aiming for my jugular vein. Cold cocks her. Yeah. Knocks her out. And when the camera pans on her, she has these two huge plastic fangs coming out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never been more stunned in it my was, life. It was such a great surprise that, <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't even question it. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. I was laughing. I've, this movie made me laugh. It really did. It's cringing out of my eyeballs, and then every other scene, I was like, that's fucking it's, funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's absurd, but funny. It, absurd is is very yeah. And then and, a sexual assault happens. It's like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. Fuck shit. Uh, he doesn't catch a break because then we he walks past the clean-shaved kid, who we definitely recognize because he is a very... He's an ugly-looking dude. He's, he's kind of like... Yeah. He's not very... He's he's kind of like greasy-looking. Looks like he kind of stinks like fish. That kind of guy. Well, I mean... Like that's tuna, quite like, the description, like, Corey. Like he's always got tuna cans in his pocket. Open tuna cans. He's, he looks like that kind of guy. You know, those guys you run into. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And the thing that's bonkers about this is the clean-shaved kid is so proficient with a gun. And he's twirling a gun when he when Bind walks up to him. 
and they get into a duel because the guy says, I'm going to shoot you in about 20 seconds. I just want to also mention, we're still on this boat. <laughs> we have boat. not left in the boat. Still no. boat. Yeah. And so they have a standoff, and this man, this clean-shaved kid, who can shave people with bullets, he's so proficient, tries to throw a knife. <laughs> when that happened, I did rewind. I was like, no, wait I couldn't believe it. <laughs> now, <laughs> another weird thing, there were two knives on the ground when he threw it. Hey, he threw a double knife. <laughs> he threw a double knife. So Bind shoots the knife in midair with one shot of his gun. And with the yeah. other gun, he kills Clean Shave Kid. Yeah. This is something Bond, Bind is very good at. He's good at doing... That's why he's dual-wielded. <laughs> yeah. One Listen. bullet does the defense, one bullet does the offense. <laughs> exactly. He's got to have both of them at all times. Yeah. yeah. And the you know way what? the Clean Shave Kid, is, his name is called, dies so effortlessly is... Oh. It's it's great. Why? He's 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 amazing with a gun. Yeah. Use your gun. It was in your hand. You gave him a ten minute scene earlier in this movie, I mean. Insane. I mean just bonkers stuff. Uh no, no so, this, not this movie. Not so, at all. So um I I we don't leave the boat yet, or maybe we do. I don't actually remember. Uh but uh we do get another seltzer scene because Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's been about five minutes since the last one. We gotta, gotta get make sure one we get more one more in. Yeah. Uh, and this is when I was like, that's gotta be the last one. That's gotta be. Rule of three. <laughs> one not. would think. <laughs> one would think. And they implied earlier, Bind and Anna is like, I'll meet you for dinner. So wait for me, wait for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the seltzer, a woman arrives with uh, an apple and an orange on a plate. And Anna goes, oh, dinner's here. <laughs> that, that's all Bind will let her eat. <laughs> and, of course, this is another hench person, and they have uh, a, a girl fight. Let's just, let's face it. It's, it's a girl a of, fight. It's and a it's lot of, like, wrestling purpose. and hair pulling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, gratuitous, uh, not nudity, but underwear. Underwear, of course. Anna makes a point to where she jumps on the bed. She hikes up her skirt so we can see her panties before um, she does yeah. it. And I was like, good lord. What on earth? What move wait, was that? Wait, Corey. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, maybe it just hit the ear wrong, but I haven't heard the word panties in years. Panties. <laughs> The panties. We, we know you haven't heard the word years. Why would you? Yeah, no. I mean, don't be wrong. I, I don't usually say it, but <laughs> it's not a it's not a great word. It really it's. Uh, no. I knew somebody who I could say that, and they would crawl out of their skin. And I was like, "You're a woman. That's okay if you hear it bothers you that much. Just the word." Wait, who was it? Was it your yeah. mom? Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, can I see your panties? <laughs> Don't say that. Ah. But yes, of course you can. <laughs> um, so, where are we next? I don't, I, Feel the free next, to skip to your next note. <laughs> the next thing I wrote down was lots of gun flips. Match, oh, this is match that. with shaft music. Oh, he's in like the open parking lot. Is that yes? That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, and he was having a, a I, uh, this is probably an offensive term, a Mexican standoff with, like, all those people. Yeah, well, they, 
he was having a fucking field day with with these mercenaries. They come out in a big truck. He's one man. They're eight conservatively on this truck, mm-hmm. and he just starts shooting them. Guns akimbo. He's <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's flipping his gun every two seconds while he's shooting. Yep. Uh, he's not zigzagging at all. He's not hiding at not all. At all. Mm-hmm. He's he's just hitting them, and they're not hitting him. Uh, and why would they? No, why did, would they? By the way, did, maybe I'm not remembering right, but does he wear a tuxedo the entire movie? <laughs> Is that just no? Me? He does change on the boat. He's wearing kind of like a smoker's jacket okay. uh, and some really tight, tighter than tight blue pants. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, uh, but then a tuxedo again. Yeah, he's basically wearing a tuxedo most of the movie. Okay. I did like his. If we're going back to good outfits, I liked his boat outfit. I thought it looked pretty, looked pretty small. Boy, I don't remember it whatsoever. But I yeah. do remember that tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he defeats mm-hmm. this one, this one car or truck, and then another comes from the distance, and turns out he's got a Gatling gun on his in his car. In case you didn't know, he's got one. Yeah. So he makes quick work of these guys. Uh huh. Um, and the next thing I have. There's a third thing that made me laugh out loud. Oh, no. He goes to visit Loveday, and Loveday's in the back shooting archery. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I do remember now. He shoots shoots the first arrow that we see him shoot, and it goes three feet conservatively before it hits the ground. (laughs) And they make no show of pointing it out. It just happens. Yeah. Because when they both start shooting, they're they're very proficient, apparently, and they're hitting the target. But this mm-hmm. one, <laughs> that was the one where the actor tried it and it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a cool bow they had. Really, really sleek bow. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where most of the budget went on this movie. That was, it was unbelievable. Um, and then the next thing I have, uh, back at Bynes' apartment and uh, Anna shows up wearing white. Again. Uh, again. Um, <laughs> it just writes itself. Yep. Got to bring out seltzer bottle. I Why think not? I even was like, no, don't do no. it. No. Just don't do it. <laughs> he does it anyway. Of course he does. No joke. The second time it happened, I was saying, oh, God, are we again? But by <laughs> this time, I was like, "I okay, I guess we're going to do this every, every fucking scene. Every fucking time you're here with her. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, man, he's good. <laughs> oh, Gets he's her great. every time. Um. So the next scene we jump to, this movie jumps around a lot. Yeah, uh, is is Bond facing off uh, with Bind? The, let's not bind. confuse people. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. I might have said Bond a few times. It's very difficult. Um, bind facing off with the eye patch bone breaker, who by the time he shows back up, I have completely forgotten he was in this movie. <laughs> who cares about this dude? Yeah. <laughs> um, he comes back and. <laughs> Bond, Bond shows his weapons, and my guy's eye patch <laughs> crawls up his face because he's so scared. The eye patch was scared. Yep, mm-hmm. a real cartoon moment in yep. a movie that you know it really it, had its place in. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, this movie was completely grounded until that moment happened. Yeah, and then woof. And I love how satisfied he was. He was like, "Got that fucking guy." He turns around and there's a man with a sawed-off shotgun and another man with the biggest bazooka you've ever That's seen. That's right. That's right. Yes. 
And so, of course, Bind gets captured. Mm-hmm. But not for long. Because nope. he takes that sawed off and causes some mayhem, throws that guy out of the car, and gets the car crashed into a wall. Where it is an accordion. It is inc- That car is crumbled. Yeah. And Bind just walks out and is like, it's a tight squeeze. Yep, perfect. By the fine. way, Bind throws out a lot of one-liners. He does. Almost almost none of them work. None, but that yeah. you know, there's a lot of Bond movies too, so it's not, it's not uh, like that's the worst. Yeah, Die Another Day for one. <laughs> a lot yeah. of them. Most of those didn't work either. <laughs> there was one that I liked when he first meets Love Day that I forgot to mention because I just like how simple it is. Uh-huh. But he's like, well, I just have a I just have a old-fashioned objection to murder. I was like, I like that. That's true. You know what? Don't you know what? I agree. <laughs> I can agree with that. Uh, so now it, this final scene. Are we up in the final one yet? I feel like <laughs> we're we're close. Okay. Okay. We we got to talk about Sister Jane and Father oh, Braithwaite. <laughs> we can't leave them out. We can't leave those two. <laughs> What a stupid scene. But he's trying to get some information from Love Day's past. So he goes to his, uh, I guess he was orphaned there. That was his, where he was a young man. Yeah, that's and that was the vibe the, I got. And the church helped him. Anyway, Bind goes to the front desk, meets a woman named Sister Jane. A nun. A nun. Yeah. Uh, and this interaction is so fucking wild. I is this where Becca walked back in the room? She didn't see this one, thank God okay. for that. Uh, because he immediately comes on to her in a very aggressive way. Yeah. And basically is like, do you want to fuck me right here? And she's like, I'm... What does she say? She says something to the fact of like, don't you read the thing? I'm a sister, but I am a lay sister. And then rips off her blouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that lay. That was the line. Um, and so they have sex off screen. And then button up like nothing happened. He goes back to meet Father Braithwaite, who's reading a Playboy magazine. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, and, uh, and by Playboy, mm, it's an altar boy on the front. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they make a, they make some weird innuendos, for sure. Uh, but he basically tells him about where Loveday grew up. So go mm-hmm. seek him out there. Bind goes there and meets a man named Sims, whom Bind asks... Do you know Love Day? And he's like, I've never heard of Arthur Love Day in my life. And then walks away. Now, yeah. in a normal movie, and this is a very cliche thing, it's like, I never said his first name was Arthur. Mm-hmm. That would tip you off. But Bind goes, well, I guess he doesn't know him. <laughs> it just <Yeah>. moves on. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> guess go. not. I guess not. Uh, and so, obviously, obviously, Sims is, is somebody important. We know that. Uh, but... We'll find out soon. Um, and <laughs> where are we at next? Oh, I, uh, Bond has sex with a random woman whom he sees in a bar. And he has sex with it, with his guns in his hands. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This lady. I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wakes up both guns in his hands so that just in case, you know. And because she is a bad guy, she gets a gun lowered to her from the from the deck of course <laughs> and by and, the uh, way during this you know let's be honest i'm sure gun safety was not a giant priority in this movie <laughs> and he is pointing a magnum at her face and that's pretty wild 
It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, Anna comes in, shoots her dead. Great. Anna actually did something fantastic. For once um, in the movie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then immediately after, they go in separate directions to go track down Love Day. She takes a car, and unbeknownst to Bind, the crash leader has been in the background of their hotel the whole time. Mm-hmm. He gets in the car with Anna and stabs her in the gut. Something that she should 1,000% have died from. And we're led to believe that she did die. Uh-huh. Um, and the next scene, Bind goes to a, a park area where he thinks he's meeting Loveday. But in fact, Sims is going to shoot him there. And Loveday's going to watch. Yeah. Uh, Bind somehow It's in his gets... character to watch. You know. Yeah, he's a... He's a... He's cuck. Um, uh, Bind gets a what glimpse of Loveday watching him. And then somehow sees Sims... In, in the further background, and as Sims fires his rifle, his sniper rifle, bear in mind, mm-hmm. Bond pulls out both his guns, shoots the bullet, and then shoots Sims, and then mm-hmm. catches the bullet that was intended for him. Well, you're goddamn right he did, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's And insane. again, uh, it all, it, you know, it all makes sense. It all really works. So <laughs> Nothing weird about it. <laughs> so... So that brings us to our final scene, which is perhaps <laughs> the most I was, I was going to say about 10 to 15 minutes ago, I was going to tell you, the next note I have is literally the Russian roulette scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to the Russian roulette scene, okay, we bond is basically corner with love day this this is really tough for me. <laughs> bind is, is corner with love day and the smirch leader walks in. But he doesn't walk in alone. <laughs> he walks in with a man and a call a shirtless man with a collar and a leash named Sunshine. Yeah. This was a, also an interesting portion of this movie. In a movie of what the fuck moments, this one really stood out for me. Because yeah. again, we've never been introduced to, introduced to Sunshine. Nope. This is a new character. Is this what <laughs> He's into? I'm really into this type of stuff. Unclear. Unclear. Um, so, they, this they kind of have... reminds me, have you ever seen the movie Cruising with Al Pacino? No, I have not. All right. So, it's a very controversial movie. Uh, Al Pacino goes undercover in the gay uh, leather world. But there is this scene that this reminded me of in Cruising where they're interviewing this uh, this gay gentleman. And all of a sudden in the interview room, a very large black gentleman in a cowboy hat and a jockstrap comes in and slaps the shit out of this character (laughs) and just leaves. And that's the end of that scene. (laughs) Wow. So it kind of reminded me of this a little bit. (laughs) It's exciting. (laughs) I figured the audience really wanted to relive that moment. So anyway. continue on so uh, so, <laughs> uh, so they fight bind overcomes sunshine i don't remember how he defeats him i no one does Corey. who cares <laughs> i again my next note was the russian roulette scene yeah so. <laughs> he also i guess defeats the crash leader again mm-hmm. i don't remember how he defeats him but i think he takes out both of them in one shot who knows listen audience uh in case you're wondering <laughs> Uh, Bind 
That's his name. Bind. <laughs> uh, he he wins in the end. So yeah, he takes out some bad guys. So yeah. <laughs> and then have, have we missed some things? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but um, he sits down with Love Day, and uh, Love Day uh, wants to play a game of Russian roulette. <laughs> um, and by the way, this movie is going. You just know how this is going to end. It's a very predictable. Absolutely. It's a very predictable game of Russian roulette. The only thing that I was a little bit miffed at was that I was thinking that when Love, Love Day was going to go second, I thought the bullet would go off then. <laughs> yep, no. <laughs> like on the first on the first time he shoots himself, he shoots yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he doesn't bind his, bind his save twice. And on the second time Love Day uses uh, the gun on himself, it goes off. Yeah. Uh, killing himself, of course, because yeah. Russian roulette is a stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Real dumb. Real dumb. Uh, uh, I will say, when he died, and it pans out to show his body, I did laugh. That was a little <laughs> funny. Because <laughs> it, it happens off camera because that would be a very expensive thing to do. Yeah, we can't afford it. Can't we, afford that. We anyway. had to pay for all these flips. Um. So, so <laughs> we, we go to... A hospital, and Rockwell is is in bed in like a full body cast. Why? We, <laughs> Did we're I not miss sure that? why. Did <laughs> I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> Did he do something? And again, the actor playing Rockwell, super miserable now. <laughs> he has to do this physical what? bit. <laughs> they cut out a whole chunk of something he did to give put in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, he's in a full body cast. <laughs> he's in a f- yeah. And uh, guess what? Anna's still alive. Yeah, she's she didn't and, die. And, and fucking fine. She's totally She's a okay. gorgeous looking girl. Yeah. Uh, she's in great she's in great shape uh, physically, as well as uh, recovering from her from her bullet wound. It's insane. Yep. And she's and, got uh, a great sense of humor. Great. And sense yeah. Humor. And if you thought that four seltzer bottle pranks were were more than enough. Yeah. We got to get one more. But this time it's Binder gets pranked, <laughs> and it would have been it would have been uh, equal if he was wearing white pants with no underwear, and she sprayed him, showed his dick. But no, nope, nope, just right get, to the face. Just gets a little wet. He gets a little yeah. wet, and then he falls on Rockwell, and Rockwell is pissed, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, that's that movie. Well, not before you know we have to play that goddamn song yet again. <laughs> Give it a plenty. <laughs> Holy shit. I really hope Giving It Plenty rose up the charts <laughs> like a rocket. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, you know what? I don't regret a second of it. No, I don't. It's a quick movie. 123. It's hour and 23 minutes. Easy watch. <laughs> yeah. Unlike House of Gucci, which was not an easy watch. <laughs> um, Was I still bored somehow? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which sucks because it was very silly for a lot of it, but there were parts where I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and get over the, get this over with. Yeah. Oh, we're doing another seltzer trick. Okay. Oh, another right. one. <laughs> Let me go ahead and take a mental picture of those tits, and we'll move on. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the iPhone out. I need a physical picture. <laughs> As Becca walks in, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're the weirdo. It's not me. He did it. I told. So she didn't see that that those scenes. She saw the other two that really boiled her blood. 
And I was like, oh, oh, by the way, there's a fun little thing he does the whole movie. He does it four times. And I tell her about the, the <laughs> seltzer and her, fuck, her fists ball up. It's like, that's an appropriate reaction. It's, it's fucked. Yeah, it's uh, terrible people making movies is what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, number one of the Secret Service. Number one of the Secret Service. Her Majesty's Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Still a, be- a great title. It's, it's a lot better title. I bet when uh, we post this, and I have to post the title of this movie, uh, no one is going to be like... <laughs> that movie. That gym. Oh, gym. my favorite. Let's hear what they have to say. But do you know that if you go to IMDb and type in Jeffrey Keen... At the top of his reel, the one they play like uh, at the very top of the screen, yeah, number one, secret, number one in the Secret Service. That's the first one they choose to play. Well, there we go. So, it's in the zeitgeist somehow. Somehow, it might. If you're be looking that... up Jeffrey Keen, <laughs> if I had to bet, the the the, la- the previous week, uh, me and you probably uh, put it back in an algorithm somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From the and, number of times we were looking for things. The good news is we've got a slew of movies we could totally watch from Lindsay Shantef. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I can't I, even imagine how bad Licensed to Kill is. Yeah. I'm sure it's a gem. There's well, no way you can even find it anymore. There's no way. They, I mean, I watched this on YouTube, so <laughs> they weren't even charging. They <laughs> were like, it's free. Just go ahead, watch it. <laughs> I, it was on Amazon for free. Oh! Except you had to type in number and one. Oh, well. Not N-O dot the letter one. Well, I'm just going to let you know, when I watched the trailer, right under it it said, number one of the Secret Service, full movie, <laughs> and no charge. I said, all right. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, God. It's, so, uh, I, I had a good time. I, I did have a good time. It is absurd. Uh, and I can't wait for when we do uh, our second James Bond countdown, this time with Jill, we can do the, all of his movies. Oh, I just found out that there was a third movie made at this series. Oh, shit. What's it called? Number One Gun. Oh, okay. This movie looks even harder to find. There's not even a link for it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now i got to look for it. Let's see. <laughs> it doesn't... Is it still it's Mickey by... Henson? No, he was oh. out in the first movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they recast They recast all three times, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, number one gun. Okay. Ooh, secret agent. What can I say? I'm number one. Oof. <sighs> Okay. Uh, yeah, not seeing anything in the world <laughs> for this movie. Yeah. Well, uh, it's okay. You know uh, what? They they made like four kickboxer sequels, so same same concept, really. And here's the even sadder part. I think Blaine has watched all of them at least. All of times. them. Yes. I've seen yeah. Numero Uno, and that is it. Full stop. Mm. The one with Jean-Claude, and then I don't think he returned for anymore, and, you know, smart move. Yeah, smart, yeah. He didn't have too many more smart moves in his career. <laughs> and but a career it, full of really dumb moves. Yeah. Uh, Time Cop. Uh, Street Fighter. Got Street it. Fighter. 
you know, Lion, Lionheart. You love Lionheart, right? Oh, you know I love Lionheart. <laughs> I mean, you got the Godfather. You got <laughs> one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Citizen Kane, and then you got Ironheart. Oh man, what is the movie where he's got a twin? Oh, isn't that a? I want to say it's cheesy, like Double Trouble, but I, I almost said Double Trouble, but I don't think it is. Well, we gotta look it up. We gotta look it up. <laughs> it's it's actually. I think I had a good time watching it. Okay. Um, double Team. No, it's not Double Team. That's a different movie. Double Impact. Is it Double Impact? There it is. <laughs> I like Double Impact. Actually, I would watch that again. It's weird. It's a movie where both characters he plays are oddly the exact same. <laughs> There's no character differential. Anything like uh, they that. are not the exact same, my friend. They have very different character traits. Oh, excuse me. I must now, not be remembering oh, we forgot it well. To, we forgot to mention The Quest. What a movie How that could was. We? How could we? <laughs> or let's not even act like we forget the Dennis Rodman, John claude Van Damme masterpiece. Double Impact. Yeah. Double Team. Double oh, Double Team. team. Double Team. <laughs> <laughs> double Impact already. Uh, now, we haven't mentioned Bloodsport. That is a win. We love that movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. You're gonna gotta cut. It's a win. It's a win. <laughs> uh, I also like Universal Soldier. If I was to pick another one that I kind of like. Here's the thing. I liked Time Cop. It's a terrible movie. But I like Time Cop too. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, I don't mind it at all. Uh, I'm trying to think what it was. Oh no. I'm getting confused with Demolition Man. Which is another great movie. <laughs> it's, that's another great movie that is objectively bad. I don't even know if objectively. I think it's just bad, but it's entertaining. <laughs> oh, man. It's, a good, it's fun. Boy, any there's other a, 90 the, movies? There's a rat burger. There's a rat burger. <laughs> oh, don't you just love uh, Dennis Leary's five-minute monologue in that movie? Um, I, I sometimes forget he's in there, and that's it's a bummer for oh, me. Most people should. Uh <laughs> Uh, Wesley Snipes doing the Lord's work in that movie. Um, <laughs> he's really going after it. He's going. Uh, he made a decision, and he went for it. Uh, the three seashells. Never forget the three seashells. <laughs> it actually is a... There's a lot to love about that movie. There is. There is. Murder, again, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Uh, Sandra Bullock is... Hot in, in it, she's in it. <laughs> I think she's. I think she is. She's fun. Okay. Uh, I think her name is Huxtable or something like that. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's a Cosby joke. <laughs> that, that's like her name. It's oh something, no, <laughs> I gotta look it up now. Something like that. Uh, her first name Cliff. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh oh. Oh, Lenina Huxley. That was ah. close. <laughs> well, Huxtable <laughs> would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> Uh, Benjamin Bratt's in that, right? Benjamin Bratt is in that. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Alfredo Garcia. Oh, God. <laughs> it's All rough. Right. Well, I mean, you know, maybe we should Ed, end this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Edgar Friendly. God. Don't you have someone to kill? I just want everybody to know, if they never hear from us on this podcast again, it is because Blaine has killed us and thrown our bodies over a cliff. Yeah, we, you know what? We usually just start with movies off the wall. We don't usually bookend. 
<laughs> we, listen, we're going to give you insanity 24-7. <laughs> All right, we do have to close up shop because Blaine will kill us. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, rating system. Uh Five stars. Um, <laughs> five star. Yeah. Out of out of one hundred. <laughs> yeah, out of one hundred, we gave it five. Uh, two thumbs up for sure. Uh, yeah, would wa- would no, actually uh, glad I watched. Would not watch again. <laughs> yeah, listen, I watched it. That's all you need. You just need the one time in a lifetime. That's Fucking, it. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. There were like scenes where I couldn't even see their faces. It was so fuzzy. Oh. The... Yeah, no one has done an HD conversion of this movie. And they won't. <laughs> no. They will not. No need to waste the money, I say. Um. <laughs> but yes, we, we we can indeed wrap it up. What a fun time. Had yes, what home. a fun time. Absolutely. So, with that being said, Corey, this has been our snap judgment for number one of the Secret Service. And indeed. this has been... Judgment! judgment. <laughs> works.